Hey, thanks for coming back. Today, we have another great episode. Today, we have Brother Nick Mollis stopping by to share his wonderful testimony. Let's get started. Today on another episode of About Fate, uh, we do have uh, my friend, brother Nick Mollis. I said it right? Yes, sir. I, I always try to say it. I don't want to mess up nobody's name and then they get mad at me coming across the desk on me. So. <laughs> no, not, not at all. How you doing today, man? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Blessed on this morning. All right. Yes, that's, sir. Uh, um, yeah, that's good, to, that's good to hear, man. I'm glad you decided to come by and you know share your testimony with us. Uh, today, um, just one that I'm looking forward to hearing. I'm um, pretty sure I'll get some country-isms from you. Oh, all the way. I love <laughs> You know, I'm a country boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to just go ahead and jump right into it, man. Um, you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Like, where are you from? Uh, you know, did you grow up in church? Like, what was your, like, childhood experience like? Well, like I said, I grew up in Marshall, Texas, born and raised, you know, okay. down East Texas. People know. don't know where Marshall is. You got to explain that. I was right down East I-20, going uh -huh. down I-20 East. You know, you go through Dallas. Uh -huh. You're going to go through Tyler. Uh -huh. go hit Longview, <laughs> a little bit of town of Hallsville, then you're going to run right into Marshall, <laughs> Texas. But, um, yeah, I grew up, um, my grandmother brought us up in church. Yeah. Uh, but, like, we, you know how you, when you were young, you know, you were sent. Right, you know, right, right. You didn't have a choice when I was younger. Right, right. You know, and I enjoyed a little bit, but I wasn't getting anything out of it. Okay. So you just like going, but no real relationship at all? Like yeah. You just... No. Uh, you know, it was fun going through the Bible classes and you know, mm -hmm. the artwork, you know, every yeah. program that we had. Oh, that that was fun, you know, doing the youth programs, but didn't have a relationship with God. Didn't understand. They didn't explain to us. Right, right, right. You know, I didn't grow up in Marshall for a gospel. Right. You know, I grew up, it was a Baptist church, you okay. know. And um, it, it was fun at the time, but I wasn't getting anything out of it. Okay. You know, I was seeing some things that, you know, that shouldn't have been. Right. You know, and so growing up, when I had the opportunity, I just left. Um, I left. I was what like, you? you know. How old were you? Man, it was like starting middle school. Okay. When you, you just, finally get that, you know, because my mother had stopped going for a while. Yeah. And so I was just going with my grandmother and, um. And it was just like, um, if she wasn't going, I didn't want to go no more. It, okay. I wasn't getting anything out of it. It was just, you know, some of the same kids I saw at school. So, I mean, you know, I wasn't getting anything out of it. And and I kind of, it, sometimes I hate it. I wish I would have stayed, but right. it wasn't for me. Right. Um, the ministry wasn't for me. Um, I wasn't getting I wasn't getting fed. You know, like I said, it was an old, old country Baptist church. I was a right. missionary Baptist church. Okay. You okay. know, I, <laughs> I mean, you know, when you start off with devotion and, you know, they start off with them old hymns singing. Okay. I remember all that. And it, it was fun. I mean, uh, I enjoyed it at the time I was there, but it was like, you know, it wasn't for me to me. I thought it wasn't for me. What um, is it like when you say you thought it wasn't for you? Was it just like, wait, when you... Was it just church wasn't for you, or was it just that like church wasn't for you, or was it just like at that time you were just like this ain't this lifestyle ain't for me? I, it was the lifestyle. Okay. Um, like I said, um, I my family I grew around some of my family members smoked, some of them drink. Yeah, you know, just the atmosphere, and you know, and I grew up kind of angry because you know my mother was a single um was a single parent. Right. You know, my father if I needed him I can call him at the time. God rest so you know he passed um this year or what, mm -hmm. last year. Sorry excuse to hear me. That. Yeah, um, and I, you know, that was a real big hit on me. But, you know, growing up, it was my mother. Yeah. And um, and she worked twelve hour shifts, so you know, growing up, I was a lot with my grandmother or I was with my aunt. Okay. And I was like, it's got to be something better than this, you know. Yeah. And I was at the time I was angry at my mother because we never had a real relationship mm -hmm. because she had to provide for me, and right, I didn't right. understand because I was so young. Right, right, right. You know, so you know, as a young young person growing up. 
you know, I didn't see, you know, at the time I didn't see nothing um, in church. You know, it wasn't for me. My mother wasn't in church. You know, a lot of my friends weren't in church. You know, I'm kind of like at the point of I'm upset and I'm mad, but don't know why. Right, right, right. You know, right, so, right. you know, I went to the next thing that I love best at that time. I love football. Okay. I mean, ever since, you know, <laughs> you know, I started playing football at an early age, you know, my fourth grade. You know, I remember my uncle was the coach for my little league all the yeah, way through. Yeah. Um, through middle school to middle school, and I played middle school football all the way through, and that was my release to mm -hmm. me at the time. Yeah, you know, I was able to, you know, hit someone and not right. get in trouble for it, <laughs> <laughs> and that's just how it was because I was like, and I, I love football. It was a big football family, and so that's that was my dream. Yeah, just being in football. I was like, so all the way through high school, I just kind of left church alone. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't say I regret it because I now I know some of the trials that we go through. Right. You know, God placed it there to right, get right. you where you need to be. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, that's true. And so, I remember I was the type of one that you say, I wish I never went through this. Or, you know, I wish I would have came earlier, but yeah. I wouldn't have the testimony that yeah. I have. Yeah, but growing up, man, that was me. I was a football. I'm a football head. And anybody know Marshall, Texas is big on football. Texas, Texas period. Yeah. <laughs> but Marshall, yeah, like I said, it's a smaller town. You know, yeah, we have soccer and baseball, but football is it in um Marshall. And you know, and if you're not on that varsity squad getting into high school or you're not good, I'm telling you, it's not a place for you. You know, other than the streets. Oh, so man. and I remember um, you know, like growing up. And I had one of my friends, he was in band. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and he was kind of in church, his family. You know, I think his dad is a pastor. So I started going with him. Before he was a pastor, we was going to a different church. Right. You know, and I saw the same thing. It was towards middle school Yeah. right now. And I started seeing the same thing. I was, you know, the pastor there, good pastor. I had a, you know, good relationship. Then find out, you know, I'm not giving names, though, but find out you're cheating on your wife. Oh, well, man. the members in the church. And that could be rough, too, to hear stuff like that, too, because... Um, I was watching some video where people was like, that's caused them to stop going to church because they like, they see pa like a pastor that's doing it. I was like, well, that's just not a true pastor just to be honest. It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's not a pastor that maybe God gave because, I mean, a pastor that God gave, they're not going to do that. You know what I mean? And so even for you to see that at a, what is it, high school now? Yeah, this was going to middle school, going to Boys high school, high school yeah. right? Like, that could have made you be like, you know what, I've tried two times. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just, it could have just turned you totally off. And so, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was oh, like, no, I, it made me think about, like, that could really mess up someone's mind, especially you said you had anger, then you come into church again, and you're like, I see, like, man, this ain't no better than what's going on outside of church. So that's yes. how you can feel. It can, it can literally turn you off to it. But And then that's exactly what it did. I was like, man, I'm seeing this stuff in the streets out there in the school. Yeah. Because, like, you know, like I said, my, you know, some of my family members, you know, they was on, you know, selling or doing this. And I remember a cousin I grew up with, you know, you know, he started selling a young kid. He, I followed him because he was like a brother to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I was like, you know, so I kind of grew up in that life. And I remember, like I told you, my mother worked 12 hours shift. Right. I had to grow up early. I remember, you know, going backtrack a little bit, you know, after, you know, elementary going to middle school. I remember I was walking to school. Uh -huh. I had to grow up early. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. waking yeah, yeah, yeah. up, you know, because my mother worked 8, 8, 8 at night to 8 yeah. in the morning. You know, school started eight, so I remember I had to wake myself up, you know, make sure the door oh, locked. Man. And, you know, we didn't stay far, but I remember walking to school um, then, then walking to junior high, then practice. So, you know, the street was kind of already in me, especially yeah. following some of the people that I was around yeah, at the I time. You know, you know, they said we were friends back then. Right. You know, and, <laughs> <laughs> but, and that was my life, man. I was like, it was just. Church wasn't it. I see people doing the same thing in the streets at the time, and I yeah. didn't know. And you know, being in March my whole life, didn't know nothing about March before God's Holy Temple. Right. Didn't know nothing about it. Yeah. And I had family members that went there, you know. Yeah. And I'm not getting on them about it because I, you know, I kind of I was a loner. Right. You know, right, right. I had my little crew, but I was yeah. pretty much by myself. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And so what? Uh, I know you said like so now like you went to your you church with your friend. You feel like you like that turned you off again, and so. Uh, looking back at it now, what were those steps that God started taking into your life to, you know, bring you to know him, like bringing you to know who he was? Can you pinpoint every one of those steps for us? Yeah, I can. Uh, like I said, it was that, um, that one that kind of threw me, it was going, especially in high school. Right. You know, like I said, we was football. I was all the way. And yeah. I remember what really caught my attention was it was after I graduated. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, man. And that was it right there. Because football was it, and I didn't get the scholarship I wanted. Yeah. And then I had a knee injury, so I couldn't perform like I wanted. Yeah. So other than that, I went straight towards the streets. Right. And I remember going to a party. Yeah. Um, And it was um one of my um, friends back then. He played football. He was under me. And uh, someone brought alcohol. Mm-hmm. This is how God came to me, you know, and really showed himself to me. Right, right, right. And, you know, at that time, at his parties, it wasn't alcohol. Back in the day, we'd go, we stay up all night, play, you know, the video game, make yeah, go yeah, play yeah. a live uh, game of football, and then we just stay up all night and have a good time. Someone wanted to bring it, um, and we had it with us. We went to, if anybody know East Texas, Lake of the Pines. Don't know why we went there. Y'all you know, know where saying, <laughs> yeah. you know, I already know yeah. a few spots in East Texas. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that's where we went because, you know, someone told, the his parents out of town told them that uh, we had alcohol. Don't know how they found Oh, man. So we just, instead of us being smart, leaving that there, because when nobody does, his parents out of town, we took it with us. And I remember a cop came. Mm-hmm. And while we was at Lake of the Pines, and nobody was drinking the alcohol. We just had it. It was, you know, just beer, like 38-something pack beer. Right. And um, he told us, he said, a cop pulled up out of nowhere, and the first thing he's asked is, do we have any alcohol in the vehicles or drugs? Yeah. My head went down. At the time, I'm 19 now. Yeah. You know, I think he was 17, the dude I was at, uh, at his party, and my head went down immediately. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm going to go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> you know, out of all the things I've been through, I've never been to jail. You know, I, I can see how God, there, there were some of the steps, all the trouble I was in. Right. I've never been to jail. Right. You know, I've never been suspended from school. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, you know, I didn't understand yeah. why. Yeah. Um. So, man, the, when the cop came, it was, it was crazy. He was like, don't y'all know y'all can go to jail just for the possession of it? Because we was all underage. Right. It was like a $700 fine at the time. I'm like, my mom ain't got no $700. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I love my mother. She's like, I don't, she don't have $700. So, he was like, you know, if y'all throw it away. You know, pour it out. Y'all give me the can. I dispose of it. I let y'all go. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I'm like, oh, y'all gonna get away with this, you know? Uh, I'm dodging one, but um, in the midst of us pouring out, he said, "But we have to contact your parents." Oh man. <laughs> and you know, my, my, like I said, my mother was a single parent, and she didn't. Uh, mm-hmm. She was tough on me. Yeah. Because I, you know, I said at the time, you know, I'm a man. Right. Uh, you know, she's raising a man, so she has to be touched. I mean, she has been very tough on me, and I right. love my mother for that. Yeah. You know, I understand my mother's not perfect, right. but if she wasn't tough on me, I'm trying to tell you, I, I probably yeah, no, still would have yeah, yeah, yeah. never met. Uh, she was very tough. You know, as they say, she didn't hold no punches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, but um, I remember, though, he told her, and they tried to contact uh, my mother. She wasn't there. Yeah. She didn't answer the phone. My mother answered the phone. So she don't know. But yeah. she was at home anyway. And I remember uh, one of the ladies that came with one of the um, parents was a lawyer. Yeah. And her husband was a fire chief. Yeah. And they said, we're going to go back to Marshall and Walmart. And what we're going to do is we're just going to take you home to your parents. And we're going to tell her there. But on the ride, I told her what happened. I told her the truth. Almost all the truth at the yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> because... um. I knew who brought it, but I just didn't tell who it was. But we didn't drink up. I told her what the party has. Me. She said, well, that's not like his parties. And she looked at me and said, I believe you. And so I'm going to tell my husband, take you home. Yeah. And when I take you home, don't even wake your mother. And I was relieved. And I'm thinking, I'm just Scott's feet. I can get up the next day and do what I want to do again. Right. But this is how God really touched me. I remember going to bed that night, and uh-huh. I had a dream. Right. This is the first time I had experience with God. Yeah. And I still remember kind of get choked up every time I think about it yeah. because it was so realistic. Yeah. God came to me in a dream. And, you know, how you see how Jesus was crucified on the cross. I saw myself on the cross. Oh, man. But I was in hell burning. Mm. And during that time, you know, you can see the, you know, not trying to be too grab the skin melting off. You can, I can right, feel, right, right, hear right. myself screaming in agony. And as soon as you think you, you know, and you know, when you in fire dissolves or whatever, you fall back and go over the same thing again. Oh, man. And a voice said, if you don't change your ways, yeah. you're going to wind up first in jail, then you're going to wind up in hell. Oh, man. And it was so realistic when I woke up, I was sweating like I could actually feel the fire. Oh man, drenched wet, whole body. My mother didn't even know it when she came in. I was sweating, and it's the first time I ever woke up almost crying because it was so realistic. What right, God right, right, right. had just, and you know, and I knew it was God because yeah. you know I didn't know nothing about the Holy Ghost at the time. Yeah. You know, you know, where the church I went to, you know, the part of being saved, they line up churches, call the altar call, you sit down, 
Don't know why. <laughs> then you do the Lord's Prayer and that's it. And nothing, no, no commitment, no nothing. Yeah. So I didn't know nothing about being saved at yeah, the time. Yeah. And so I remember, um, I was like, I woke up, I'm, I'm panicking, you know, my chest pumping, I'm sweating, tears about to come out of my eyes. It was so realistic, but I didn't know where to go. Okay. And so I tried to, you know, do the same thing, go back and do my normal life. And I remember I had a uh, truck back in the day, and my cousin that grew up in there, he's no longer with, uh, you know, with the church. And you know, I, I hate that. Yeah. You know, someone that witnessed to you, you know, that's just a testament of how God can keep you. Even right, though right, right, other right. people can come witness you, but God can still keep you. And I love that. And, you know, I love God for that, for keeping me. Yeah. And I remember he was like, well, we're moving. Can you help us move? I'm like, yeah, I got a truck. He's like, you want to spend over, spend a night at a new house? I'm like, yeah. You know, at the time, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to do that, you know, yeah. new house, you know. He said, well, bring your church clothes. We're going to go to church on Sunday. Okay. It was a Saturday. Okay. I was like, uh, I'm not going to Because <laughs> like I said, it's been like a two-year span since then, since I've been even new at a church. Yeah. At that point, I was going through so much in my life, you know, you know, like I said, my mother's situation. We never really had, you know, I love my mother, and I understand now, you know, well, as well, being well, a man, yeah, yeah. what she was doing. Yeah. You know, pre pre preparing, you know, make sure I have everything I need. You know, she was sacrificing money for me, and right, I, you right. know, and I love my mother for that. And, you know, but it, like I said, I grew up angry. You know, it led me to the streets. I tried to gangbang, do yeah. all this type of stuff. You know, I had so much pain. It was a time in my life that was so much stuff was going on. But, I, you know, I was like, you know, there is no God. Right. You know, because right. didn't nobody introduce me to him in the proper way. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, know real you relationship. Know. Nobody was teaching you how to have a relationship with God. It was just formality for say you know what i mean for lack of a better word just everything was a formality around you what you saw so yes was, this is what we're supposed to do but like <laughs> nobody is like have showing you a relationship so it sounds like your cousin now is introducing you to somewhere that has a relationship teach you how to get a relationship yes. so you said you was helping to move and he said you gonna go to church <laughs> yeah he's like he's like we're going to church on sunday bring your church clothes at the time, I really didn't have any church clothes. Yeah. They had a pair of black slacks, maybe, in a button-down shirt. Good enough. And that was it. Good enough to get in the dope. So, um, like I said, um, I was like, you know what? I was like, in my mind, I'm like, I ain't going. You know, I'm driving my truck. I'm let y'all go, and I'm going to head on to the house. Hey, what guy wanted? Because I remember what I saw in right. that dream. And it, this was like maybe uh, maybe a month later. Yeah. yeah. A few weeks a month, to a month later. Uh, and I was like. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and go. <laughs> right. You know, at this time, long hair. You, you yeah. know, people think oh, he ain't had a look. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know, way smaller than what I am now. You know, <laughs> you know, and I had a I had a reputation at that time. Yeah. You know, I was the type of person. Oh, he didn't play. You know, star football player in Marshall. Right. You know. Head, you know, at that time, you know, leading varsity on linebacker. That's the position I played. Yeah. And I was great at it, and yeah. I loved it. Um, so I didn't want to change my life because you know when you get a certain in March, like I said, you on varsity level, you got that popularity. Even if you graduate, people know you. People it's like come. Friday night lights. Yeah, it's something <laughs> like that. I mean, and that's how it was. And I was like, man, you know, people know me. You know, I can be at a store there, holler at my name. Don't you know these people? And then yeah. that's how and that's how it was. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to give up this life. You know, yeah. people, you know, but I was. Also tired of it. Yeah. You know, you're smoking every day. You're getting high. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You can't get high like you want to get high anymore, you know. Yeah. And it was like you, you start drinking, you you know. And I was like, and I, you know, even at that time I was 19. Right. I'm learning like, I'm doing this, but nothing changing. Right. You know, you get high for that quick moment or whatever. Yeah, you go to away. sleep. When you wake up, you in the same hell that you was in before. Yep. You started smoking. It, it wasn't still no going to be there. It yeah, problem still there. And it was like, it has to be something better than this. Because I'm not doing nothing. At the time, uh, like I said, at the time, I stopped. Uh, you know, college didn't work out for me. You know, I'm just doing the streets. Still at my mother's house. Right. You know, 19 years old. Yeah. And I was like, man, this something got to be better than this. You know, I didn't work this hard in high school. You know, football was just to be sitting here, not yeah. doing nothing. Running the streets, knowing this is not what my mother had, you know, told me right. to do. You yeah, know, she didn't yeah. raise me this way. Yeah. You know, so I remember going. And it's just something about when you go to a real place. Yeah. And you can feel the you whole thing. Like right. You can feel it. I mean, when when I stepped on the parking lot, it was just something different. 
Right. Because he already told me, he said, man, well, I'm, I'm going to introduce you to a man named Jesus. Right. He said, man, he can take everything away from yeah. you that you don't want. And, you know, and that's what I was looking for. Because, like I said, I was just mad. You right. know, I had a fast tongue, as they say, man, I yeah. cussed in a heartbeat <laughs> at the time. Yeah. You know, didn't care if it was an elderly person. That's the lifestyle that I started living. Right. You know, I didn't like the person who I became. But when right. you have that reputation that people know you, you right, know, right, it right. just... That's that's how it is, you know. Yeah. Oh, he's someone you don't want to mess with, you know. He's quiet, but don't mess with, you know. Yeah. And that's how it was. And I was like, and I was just tired of it, you know, trying to please other people. Yeah. And I'm not over here still in pain and don't know how to get rid of my agony and all right, these things right. I'm going through. So I remember he was telling me about Jesus. He was like, "Yeah, man, come to church." He was like, "Jesus, you know." He was trying to witness, and he was witnessing to me, and he was telling me how. You know how Jesus can fix all your problems. Yeah. You know, and like I said, I grew up in church. I, I you know, I never saw. It. I said, like, I'm gonna go. And I remember, like I said, getting on that parking lot. It was a different feeling. And but when I opened up that door, I don't know what hit me, but I was like, <laughs> it felt so peaceful. Right. You know, and that I, I was like, you were looking for it too. So you're like, man, something is different. Yes, it was like, man, something is different in here. I don't been to different churches. Never felt this before. Right. And I remember sitting, in, you know, in Marshfield Gospel, I, you know, forever be my home because, you know, yeah. if, you know, that strong preaching would deliver me. Right. And I remember, I can't remember the message. Yeah. But he was preaching, Bishop was preaching. And it was like, he was going down everything that I was doing. You know, it was talking about you out there smoking, you out there drinking, you doing this, you know, God don't want, God want to deliver you. I mean, at the time, first I got mad. You yeah. know, you hear people say, but it's true. I got mad because I'm like, man, you brought me here and you done told this man everything I'm doing. In my mind, that's what I'm thinking <laughs> about my cousin. He's like, you know, you brought me here and told your pastor about me and he's preaching on me. Yeah. Didn't know that it was God sent me that message that I need to change. Yeah. And um, it was it was crazy because I got mad, but then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, I started getting worried because it was like God was like, yeah, this is where you need to be. This is the change you need. Yeah. This is what you're doing. He was like putting everything in front of me. Right. You know, I was like, and so I just started sitting there and I'm I dead on to the pastor yeah. preaching. Um, and I'm over here like, this is what I need. I, yeah. You know, at first I was mad, but then I started, you know, you know, he's right. Yeah, he's yeah. right. This is what I, you know, I'm t I am tired of it. Yeah, and but this is the crazy boy. He called the altar call. I wanted to go, but couldn't move. Yeah, but something wanted me to go down. And you know, we have two services. You know, in, in March it was Wednesday nights. You know, Saturdays. You know, you had um, you serves on Saturday mornings yeah, yeah. and Saturday night, Sunday morning and Sunday nights. Yeah, so. After that morning, I didn't go down that morning, but I mm -hmm. wanted to. But someone let me. You know, the devil's going to try to hold on to you, especially yeah, when God has started yeah, working on you. He's going to try to keep you back. That's true. You know, because he already know if you go over to Christ, you know, you're a bigger threat to him than you still been in the street. Right. And so it was just something. But I felt so good in my spirit. Yeah. Uh, I was like, man. And I even I told my cousin uh, after service, I, I heard the announcement. We have, we have night service. And I told him, I want to come back tonight. Right. That was my decision. Yeah. Because, you know, I felt somewhere that I had peace and not pain anymore. Yeah. And uh, I remember going back that night, Bishop preaching again. You know what I'm saying? I, I forever love Bishop because that word, I mean, that power, that conviction, he put over me with the word of God that just hit me in my heart. Yeah. You know, it convicted me even when I didn't even know what conviction was. Right. So, um... Oh man, he was preaching, and I remember when he finished preaching. I'm at this time, I'm shaking, tears oh, almost coming down my eyes. Don't know what's going on <laughs> <laughs> because at the time, I didn't know what the Holy Ghost was, right? You know, I've seen stuff on TV, people talking to him. In my mind, I was like, oh, man, that stuff is fake, right? Right, I said that just before I was, I was like, man, that's still fake. Man, people do this and put an act on. Little did you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> when the Lord hits you. And I remember he called the altar call. My feet didn't want to move again. My cousin worked upstairs in the mm -hmm. balcony at Marshall. He walked down by himself. I didn't ask him. He just looked at me, grabbed my hand, and said, come on. Oh, man. It was like God That's was good leading. that he was, you know, in the spirit enough to realize, like, hey, like, you, God is working on you, and 
just need somebody to go ahead and walk with you. It's always important too where people can be in the spirit so they can see that. Like cause sometimes people sitting at their seat and they wrestling right at their seat. Like yes. you know what I mean? And God wanna bring them to deliverance. And all it takes is somebody just like, Hey, I'll walk with you. I'll you know what I mean? Do you wanna go? Something, right? Like that'll push that'll get you to the point where you need to be to get saved. So uh I'm sorry, man. It's good. Oh, so yeah, I've been listening. No, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so he just came down and he grabbed my hand and said, Let's go. I, I mean, like I said, I didn't ask him. I didn't look back up to him or nothing. He was just like, man, let's go. Yeah. And it was like God used him as an angel to lead me to the altar. Mm -hmm. And I mean, when I got there, Bishop was telling me, I think it was Elder Thompson, Preacher Thompson at the time, uh, Marsh, he was doing the altar call. Bishop was in a pulpit uh, at the podium. And um, he was like, what you want the Lord to do for you? And all of a sudden, like I said, I kind of knew what salvation was, but enough. But my mouth, something came up my mouth. I want to be saved. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I want to be saved. And I remember when Elder Thompson put his hand on me, because Bishop was at the um, at the um, he was at the pulpit at the podium, lifting his hand towards me, and he lifting his hands on me. I felt something hit in my stomach. Yeah, I didn't feel his hand. Yeah, but I felt God hit me in the midst of my stomach, and when his hand came up, everything that I was dealing with. Kind of came up God with lifted it, up and it was gone. That's amazing. I, I mean, this I, you know, I'm not a big crier. I'm like a man. I, I don't cry. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> but I broke down at the altar, fell to the ground, sat there, bawling out, crying. Yeah. Not because I was embarrassed, not because I was hurt, but because everything that I was looking for, God gave it to me. In that I moment. felt the love. That's I felt the peace. Yeah. I felt the happiness. That cussing was gone. That darkness was gone. I didn't yeah. feel it no more. I mean, I felt so relieved and so much peace. Yeah. It brought me to tears. And the first talking in tongues as the spirit gave the utterance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, the first you know, like I said, I thought it was fake back in the day, but man, the power of God hit me so hard. I would never forget the day, February 27, 2011. Oh, man. You know, it's going to be 10 years. 10 years. And I'll, I give God all the glory because if it wasn't for him, I mean, you know, my cousin, yes, but if it wasn't for me sending me the full gospel, right. you know, with that word coming out powerful, it took a powerful preacher yeah. to deliver me. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah. you know, I was I was one of like that. I ran my own path. I did what I wanted to yeah. do. Grew up like I said, I had to grow up young. Yeah. So can nobody tell me nothing. <laughs> yeah. When I tell you, I, I love Bishop Kid. I used when I got saved. Once I first, I don't know, like grew up in full gospel, but like I didn't, I don't know, I wasn't paying attention when I was growing up. So <laughs> once I actually got uh like older and you know I got saved and God changed me. And I heard Bishop Kid preach. I was like, man, I need to get some more of these messages. I was trying to find every Bishop Kid message I could. I was like, man, this man be preaching. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm for the I'm for the plug one of his best messages. It's okay. on YouTube. Uh he preached a message about Lodabar. Uh and that is one of the best messages I have yes. ever heard. It had me standing up in my house like I was at church <laughs> screaming at the TV. I was like, this message is amazing. Yes. So I if you know. if you if you listen to this podcast and you want to just go search for Bishop Kill. And he, I forgot the name of the, the, the title, but he preaches about Lodabar. And I forgot the name, but somebody else told me about it. And then it just happened to get put on YouTube and like like a few weeks after somebody told me about yeah. it. And I was like, man, this is an amazing message. It's one of the best messages I ever heard. And there's another one. Uh, he preached, I believe it was a convocation. And uh, I still have it to this day. And... Uh, I believe he preaches from uh, Jehoshaphat. Okay. And that message is amazing too. Anyway, most of his messages are just amazing because <laughs> I don't know, just the style. I love it, and it's so sincere what he's preaching. You know what I mean? So, when, from the first time I I thought God saved, I heard him preach. I just fell in love with all those messages, and I was just like, working. I find some more of his message. I would watch uh, the the stream. Y'all had a stream. Yeah. Man, we would get out of church. I would be like, let me see if I can catch their stream. So I would try to watch. I was like, let me see if it's Bishop, Bishop preach. I would always try to catch whatever I could, man. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I love his preaching. Yes. And then, you know, like, you know, then as I got saved, you mm -hmm. know, got filled with the Holy Ghost, like I said, I had long hair. 
didn't nobody tell me. You know, a lot of people, you know, you just cut you know it. some people just come and you got to cut your hair. You know, no, I ran over the scripture. You know, it's shame, a shame for a man. And it says, it said a shame. And I'm like, man, if I want to live the life, I got to go all the way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I wind up, I remember wind up cutting my hair. I remember getting rid of everything, you know, and, you know, friends, you know, you have to let them go. Yeah. Because, That's you know. True. Yeah. A lot of people don't want, they want to hold on to like friends, but man, you, um, Another person that was telling me, they was like, they just went to their friends and was like, hey, I can't kick it with y'all no more. <laughs> their friends were looking at them like, what? He was just like, man, I'm saved now. Like, I can't kick it with y'all no more. And that's in, a lot of people don't understand, man. Like, you can't, you can't put yourself in that position, especially, man, as a new, when you first get saved. Because you'll put yeah. yourself in those positions and you'll find yourself not living for the Lord anymore or you know, you can't grow strong. You need to put yourself around people because the Bible says iron sharpens iron. So you need to put yourself around people that can sharpen you yes, uh, so you can stay safe. I love you, man. So yeah. been saved almost 10 years. Yes, sir. And I know during that time frame that, you know, that's been some times where uh, you've had some trials, right? Oh, man, it's, always. It comes, right? Yeah. It comes, right? Like, it's, that's, that's part of this walk. Uh, just any trial or situation you can share with us, right, that, you know, something you went through and how, you know, how did God help you overcome those situations? Um, I can say, like I said, I can even, like I said, use recently, I already kind of brought it up when I lost my father. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the time I was courting my wife. Yeah. Um, Congratulations. Oh, Mara. thank you so much. <laughs> it, you know, it's it was wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> She's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember um, I was at work. Um, like I said, my mother, me and her, we grew, grew that relationship. Um, we worked at the same place. Yeah. It was still a printing company. You yeah. know, I worked nights, she worked morning. So when right. I get ready to go off, she come in. And I remember it was May 12th. That's, um, it was a Wednesday. She came to me and she was like, my mom never done this. She was like, um, how was your day? I'm like, it was good. You have a good day. And she, she kept asking, didn't know why. And she was like. You know, I didn't want to tell you this, hard to tell you this, but, you know, and she was like, your father has passed. Mm. And, you know, like I said, my mother and my father wasn't together, but, right. you know, they still had love for each other. Right. And, you know, and that kind of devastated me. Yeah. Because I remember um, I was growing up, you know, like I said, you know, like if I called him, he was always there. We yeah. had we had a real good relationship. And I remember asking Bishop one time, because Bishop used his testimony about his father. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, he came and told me, he said, sometimes you got to go out and initiate that relationship mm-hmm. with that person that you want the relationship with. Sometimes right. they're always not going to come. Right. And I remember, you know, for the last few years, reach, really reaching out and really talking every day. You know, we had always had a good relationship, but, I mean, we really grew close. close. Right. And um and it was hard. I mean, I it was man. times that I wanted to be around people, so I wouldn't think about it. Right. But then the times when I'm around people, I'm lashing at people because I'm just angry. I'm not yeah. angry at God because yeah. you know God never makes a mistake. Yeah, just. But it hurt was just like yeah, it was that hurt, that pain, and you know, thank God for like I said, a wonderful wife. Because, like I said, at the time, I mean, she supported. And I know it was some days, you know, we may go out, maybe going out on a date or something. or And it's just like, you know, I was kind of not just lashing her, but I was, you know, was just aggravated. Not with her, but just, and she was taking some of the heat of it. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah. I thank God for it because she stood there and she helped me get through that. Yeah. I mean, in that point, the devil was trying to talk to my mind. Was trying to tell me now. Look at the God that you serve. Right. He's taking your father away from me. You know. And the and the thing that really hit me. Not even. Not that. It was just like I was talking with my cousin Adam Phillips. You may know. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's my cousin. I didn't know that. Yes. So I was talking with him, and he was asking about me. I said, you know what? I'm gonna call him that weekend when I get off. Yeah. But that weekend, I never had that opportunity. Not yeah. even speak to him before he passed. Oh man, and, you know, and that what kind of hurts me. I know that's probably what was worrying on you the yeah, most. Yeah, I didn't even get to say goodbye, or you know, because every time I talked to my father, he was like, "I'm doing good," uh, you know, yeah. nothing wrong. You know, he always was upbeat and cheerful, and you know, so that hurt me. That really, that really got to me. The devil started speaking, talking about now. Look at your guy; he taking your t- look what he took from you and everything. Yeah. But then again, one of my favorite scriptures always come in my mind, and God always bring it to my remembrance. 
you know, Romans 8 and 28. Yeah. But we know that all things work all together working. for the right. getting that love of God. Yeah. And it's then calling according to his purpose. So that's that I drive on that mess. You know, I love other scriptures, but I drive on that scripture because, yeah. you know, when things happen in your life, it's happening for a reason. Right. It's God true. is not going to put nothing on you to destroy you, but he's doing it to make you better because yeah. he got something better for you. And so when that, I, I remember, so I told that devil just like Jesus, get thee behind thee, say. I was just for to bring that up. That's the same. <laughs> I mean, that's what you said, like, the devil came in until you and tried to tell God, look at your God. That's the same tactic he used on Jesus, right? He he want, it's the same thing, right? If Jesus had to deal with it, we have to, the Bible tells us to arm ourselves likewise, right? Like, we have to understand that if Christ suffered a certain way, we should expect that. Yeah. And he used the same tactic, like, like look, like you out here hungry. When he tempted him, like you out here hungry, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you supposed to be the son of God, but look, you out here hungry, you know? What I mean? Like make these stones be bread. Right. I mean, that's what. And so he comes to you first. He wants you to look at God as not being a good God. That's the first thing he wants you to see. So it's funny when you said it uh, earlier. You was just like the devil came and was just like, look at look at your God. You know, he allowed your dad to die because he wants you to view God as not good. Yeah. But God is always good. Always good. Yes, and it's all the time. So he he his nature is good. Yes, I, I just made it's one to interject that because I thought I it literally came to my mind when you said that. Like that's what he wants to do. He wants you to if he can get you thinking that God isn't good, uh -huh. he can get you to move outside of the will of God. Yes, but God is always good and my my situation doesn't determine the goodness of God. You know what I, like, I mean? Yeah. Like so, you so, know what I mean. My situation doesn't change his goodness. We we can change from day to day, but every day he's good. good. Every day he's loving. Every day he's just. You know what I mean. Sad. Every day he's 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 gracious. Like he's all God all the time, yes, and this yeah. doesn't change based off of our situation. So I'm sorry. I just that's the preaching we well, came ahead, out a little go bit. Ahead, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, just like you're saying, I, that's why I don't understand why people think they don't have to go through. If Jesus went through, they mm -hmm. committed no sin. Mm -hmm. Why do you think, why, what justifies us not to go through? We're going to go so, through, man. Yeah, so I, I've now put in my own mindset, when I'm going through, that means God for the working out something that's yeah, going to yeah. elevate me. And so I'd never, I'd never be like, you know, uh, oh, God, why I'm going through, God, why I'm going through this. I don't do that no more. Yeah. Because I understand now, you know, being mature in God now, you know, being in ministry and learn, learning the word right. and learning who God is. Yeah. And I was listening to one of your, uh, one of your podcasts, how you was talking about, yeah. you got to know who God is. You right. got to, uh, you know, go through them gospels and learn who he is. Yeah, you learn who he is, then the Bible, like, that's what I, I love. It says, they that know that God shall be strong. I, and I get exploits. But they shall be strong, strong, right? Like, if I know God, I will be strong. You know what I mean? I, I, I think about every aspect. Like, my faith will be strong. Yes, sir. You know, my witness can be strong. Like, every aspect, once I know God, I'm able to be strong in every aspect that he wants me to be strong in. So, I don't know. Man, I can preach all day, <laughs> but... <laughs> It's, it's not about it's, me. It's, it's about you. <laughs> but it's, it's in us. I'm, I'm the same way, man. We started talking about God. We go for hours. But yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I, that's, I love it. That's who I love. I live for God. Yeah. You know, I live to please him every day. You know, yeah, we're going to go through trials. We're going to go through tribulations. But if you're doing it for the glory of God, you hey, know, it's yeah. going to all, everything. You already got the victory. So even in a situation like that with your father, right? Like, it's tough. It's going to be rough. But in... That wound may not ever fully heal, but the goodness of God will carry you from day to day. You know what I mean? It'll comfort you. Like that's like I don't have to go through like sinners go and now now lose my mind because yeah. I have a good God who's able to keep me, like Bible said, in perfect peace if I keep my yes, mind sir. staying. I haven't lost a close loved one um like that, but I can imagine that it's a it's a tough situation, you know what I mean? It causes stress, anxiety, may cause you to lose sleep sometimes just because she's like that memory of that person, you you can't pick up the phone and call him. And then in your situation, you was like, man, I was busy. I didn't get to call him, you know what I mean, that time. So now it hurts even more, right? Like, yes. you're like, and so, but God, if it sounded like God was still able to comfort you, you know what I mean, in that time. And when you learn to put your mind on him, when you learn to seek him in those times, when you learn to literally give it all over to him, he can provide that peace that you're looking for that'll take you from day to day. And granted, yeah, you love a you have a loved one, it's still gonna hurt. You still gonna be like, man, I miss yeah. most I can talk to him. 
but there's nothing like the peace of God that can carry you from day to day. Yes. Oh no, you make me want to just keep talking about the goodness of God. So <laughs> yes, as a whole, that was a whole other episode I could do on just <laughs> the goodness, the goodness of God. Just because I mean He's so good, and people quite like whenever something bad happens, people are always like, "Well, where was God at? He was right where He was yesterday." Yes. You know what I mean? He's still there. He's still good. You know what I mean? Just because you don't know Him, that's how. Or that's how I can tell when somebody doesn't know God, because. They think things change. They think situations change who he is, but it doesn't. It doesn't. He's still loving. He's still caring. Like, like if something bad happened to you, you went and your you said, "Oh man, my mother loved me. I know they care." Something bad happened to you when they weren't around, but God is always around. If something yes. bad happened to you, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be like, "Oh, my mother didn't love me." Oh, I fell. Yeah. I was in the house and I fell and hurt myself. So my mother, she must not love me. No, mm. like, and that's not. That's the same way. God still loves you. He just. Sin is in the world, and that's, that's what happens, man. Sin has disrupted the system. That's what I want to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And um, going back, like you said, yes, he gives you peace over. He gave me peace over. Yeah. Because it just wasn't, because like you got to understand, it's May 12th. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Father's Day coming up. That's true. I can't call. And my, uh, and my father's birthday also in July. Oh, so me. I had back to back, bang, bang. Yeah. So, and you know, but during the midst of that, God, I mean, God gave me peace. That's amazing. You know. I love it. Because... You know, yes, I wanted to pick up that phone and, you know, remember calling on right, every right, Father's right, Day or right. his birthday, happy birthday or happy Father's Day. Yeah. I didn't have the opportunity. Even going on through Thanksgiving, couldn't call him with Thanksgiving, you know, yeah. Christmas. You know, by that time, you know, me and my, at the time, me and my wife was married, you know, yeah. um, coming and doing Thanksgiving and Christmas. So it made it better. Um, yeah. You know, so like yeah. I said, she was a big support I you know, in the midst of that. I love the scripture you gave though that it works out right. Like we may not understand it, but eventually it's gonna work out. As I like to say, in my favor. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, have there any been any spiritual heroes in your life? You know, or somebody that maybe just a, a spirit, a friend, right? That's you know saved and walking this walk too. And what have they done to encourage you? Um, I'll say it'd be have to be my cousin. What's um, Alvin. 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 Is yeah. it Alvin. Yeah, Alvin. Alvin. I don't know Phillips. what you said, Alvin. But Alvin, yeah. Yeah. Uh it, it has to be it has to be him. Uh, you know, you I can always put Bishop up there number one, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah Because yeah. It, it, you know, the wisdom that he always just gave to me. That's understood already though. Bishop yeah, so, That's understood. Yeah, so I remember um it was um Alvin and one reason I know uh, I can say him because yeah, he talked to me on the daily, you know, he always encouraged mm-hmm. me and everything. But I remember um when I first got saved, right, you know, the devil tried to tell me young people can't live this life. Mm-hmm. And I remember him getting up and testifying at church. That's why that's so good for Man, testimony. Been saved forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <since laughs> it was more pretty much. Yeah. I remember um he was testifying that I don't have the testimony of drinking. Yeah. I don't have the testimony of clubbing. I don't have the testimony of smoking. You know, God have kept me ever since I was a youth. You know he's still a youth. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, he was like, kept me. Yeah. Ever since then, you know, that they didn't have the desire. And that just encouraged me right. to know that, okay, if he can keep him, right. he didn't have to go through what I did. Right. You know, that we can live this life. Right. And that was one of the biggest, uh, I don't know if I ever told him that, but that was one of the biggest things I heard him testify. Yeah. And, you know, seeing that then, you know, when you go to youth congresses and you see, you know, our youth congresses is big. You see yeah. every all these people, you know, that's up ministering and you know, in the position of minister, young people that's living. I mean, right, right, it, right, it encourages right. you. That's probably one of the biggest encouragements for me, too, when I first got saved. I got saved in February as well, in 2008. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and I remember by the time getting to the end of the year and seeing you, Congress, and you're able to see, like, so many young people yes. living saved. Alvin probably was one, too. I'd be like, man, he's been saved. Like, this yeah. is... Because I, I remember, again, growing up, and you would see him, but then you're like, man, he's, this man's still saved. And, like, now he's preaching. He's a preaching machine, too. Like, yeah. that man can preach. Uh, <laughs> he's on one of my top five. Yeah, he can, <laughs> I mean, that man can preach. Like, he can preach. And just seeing him, like, so yeah. I can understand why you say, like, being an encouragement, because he is. Uh, he may not realize it, but he's probably been an encouragement to way more young people then he even realizes because he was one that you could see that was serious about yeah. it. And, and to this day, it's still serious about the Lord. And that's just meant, that's probably like somebody you can see from afar off 
but you can see like man that person is serious about the lord and you can draw strength from so you never know who's watching you right that's what, that's another testimony that i look at too because i've watched people like him younger people right yeah. and you're like they never they, they may not they may not even know who's watching them but and so it taught me like man you never know who's watching you but so you got to always be that light at all times because you never know who's watching you and let the light of Christ shine through your life because it That's may right. just be, you may just be that little encouragement that they need, you know, to hold on. And like you said, his little testimony, you say, yeah. I, don't, I don't even know if I ever told him, that's your cousin. Yeah, and you're right. like, but it, it taught you to hold on. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's why when you live in this life, like you said, you don't know who watching. That's know. why the Bible said, don't let your good be evil spoken of. Right. That's because right. At all have, time. Yeah, I always got to be watchful. Always. You know, so. <laughs> I love you, man. Uh, doing, now, you know, Y'all doing any time you was going through, there any particular songs that you listen to on repeat? Songs. During that time, you're like, man, let me get this, let me get this song on repeat. I don't know, you may just ask uh, your wife to sing. You're like, hey, just call her up and say, hey, sing, sing. sing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything you had? You got a cousin that sing, your cousin sing. Pretty much my whole family. <laughs> You know, his mother, you know, Rita Phillips, she sings. Oh, of, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so, um, songs that are, um, if you don't have one, it's okay because everybody's different, man. Some people are like, I don't really have one. You know, because I, I, listen, I listen to so much, yeah, you know, so much on, on the gospels that you know, because you know, African go way back in the gospel scene, yeah. you know, and then you have, you know, so I'm like, you know, like I said, my wife sings, and yeah, it's. You know, I can't just pick out one song. It's just so it. many. I always, I always like to ask because, like, <laughs> I mean, I have a few, uh, you know, just that sometimes it's just like, man, I'm just going to keep this on repeat. Like, you know, it'll be for right there. Like, it's speaking to me. Yeah, this is what I'm going to play. And everybody has those those times that some people, I've heard some people tell me, like, they're like, man, no, like, when I'm going through, like, I've heard, I've heard. Like singers say, when I'm going through, I, that's usually the last thing I'm going to. It sounds like I don't even want to hear, like, like I yeah. just want to hear God's voice only. And everybody's different. So I want to see, like, what people's, like, what does people's, like, go to? Because we stand on the word of God, but sometimes you're like, man, this song just ministering to me right now. So yeah. I don't want to add, you God with me. It's fine. It's fine. I <laughs> Yo, love it. I won't say a song, but me, like I said, I'm a word person. I'm going to go pull up a message. Okay, and okay. I'm gonna go get into the. You word. got one. You got a, a message that you like that stood out. Um, it was um, I think it was the convocation after Apostle Death. Mm-hmm. They um, Apostle preached the finding moments. Oh yeah, he sure did. That is he, one of my. Oh favorite. man, that is one of the yeah, best messages. That is I forgot my, about that. One of my because what you're going through, this is your defining moment. This is what God put you here for that moment. You know everything you got to come through. You know especially when you know that you're saved, you're right. living right. You, you're holy, you, you, you're going to church on time, you, you're doing everything that God wants you to do and a big trial come. This is what God is yeah. preparing you for. Yeah. You know, this is your defining moment. This is what God yeah. has put you here for. You yeah. know, I remember um, a message from Apostle. He was talking about even in Job. You know, he was talking about, you know, can God recommend you right. to go through that trial? Yeah. Can God recommend you? Are you that saved enough? Are you that on have much faith on God that he can recommend you to the enemy? Yeah. Because you got to realize everything we go through, God allows it to happen. Yeah. You know, people want to say, oh, this is the enemy. What it, what it takes, it makes, like you said earlier, it makes you stronger, right? It takes yes. you from faith to faith. Uh, I love it. Define it. Moment, I forgot yeah, about I that. loved it. That's, right, why, man, that's my I'm favorite. I'm ashamed to say I had forgotten about that. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that, was a, that was a really good message. Man, one though, I would say that around that time, it was before, it may have been like after 2009, men's retreat um the sunday afterwards i'll I, I give i'll give i'll give a, a message since you gave one okay all right this, this is when he preached if you haven't heard it it's amazing it'll work if you work it I that is one it. of the best <laughs> messages i like i love this message and i always i just pull it up and watch that message sometimes because i've loved that message and that's been like man i think that's been over 10 years ago he preached that maybe close like 12 years and i was still yeah because the word just can keep speaking to me you know, you know what i mean like yeah. you don't have to stop keep speaking to you <laughs> and is that one is one more for me um i remember he preached it also i think he preached it in Dallas, but i know he preached it one thing for a homecoming something marshall and he preached a message a thorn comes with it oh yeah that's good too i think yeah i, heard that. I love that <laughs> because it lets you know that when you want to increase you yeah. don't have to go through it you got to go through the pain. You got to go through that to get where God wants you to get. Yeah. It's not going to come for free. And, you know, I don't understand how a lot of people want to just think it's freely. You can just go through it. God is going to give it. No, it's just like a child. 
Everything got a price. Yeah, I said it's just like a child. You know, you got to get tested. If you're not, like I said, for example, you want this new game. We're yeah. going to go from there. It, well, if you're not putting in the work in school, you're not going to get it. Right, right, right. But you have to be obedient. You have to do what you have to do right. to get what you want to get. And the same right. way with God, you got to be obedient with him to get the That's things the that you ask for. If you be willing and, yeah. and obedient. Yes, sir. Then you're good, man. <laughs> not if you be terrible and disobedient. Yeah, you I, get I, I what just you don't want. understand how people think, oh, God going to bless me when you're Horrible. It's a price that comes with any blessing that you have. You have to be obedient. You just, you just can't ask. Yeah, it says, ask you shall receive, but you got to understand too. You got to be obedient. Got to be obedient. Obedient to the word. All right, before I let you go, I got one more question for you. That's okay. What thought would you like to leave with our listeners on today? Well, the thought is um, I tell everybody, you know, like I said, we're on these last and evil days. We never right. know when he's coming back. Right. Know God. Know who he is in your yes, life. Sir. Learn him. Surrender your life to him. Right. Because any day now. That, 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 that's, that's me now. That's how that's my mindset. Any day now. Any day now. Because, you know, man, things are going up crazy. Everything is lining up with the words say. Right. He already said he can't return to all these things coming to pass. Right. And it's coming to pass. Yeah. So I tell everybody now. Go to God, mm-hmm. surrender to Him, and learn of Him. Yeah, that's <laughs> all you need. You got well, that's God is all you need. Which a yes. lot of people realize that they're trying to find joy, peace, in so many places, and it's not fulfilling. It's not giving them what they want. But they can the devil have them in this just vicious cycle. You know what I mean? And you don't realize that the cycle is just leading you further, further down away. and further down. Like, and but like you said, you need to. It's important now. Like, no God, because again, any day now, any day now. But I do want to thank you for coming by, man. I appreciate you. Oh yes, yeah, sir. Man, I love. I, I love to talk. At one point, I was just like listening. I'm like, man, this is pretty good. I'm just listening. <laughs> like, I ain't saying nothing. Like. Five minutes, <laughs> but it was good, uh, man. Uh, you, I did get you, you something for coming by. Uh, God bless. All right, man. And we're going to go ahead and go ahead and get out of here and roll this outro. This has been another episode of the About Faith Podcast with me, your host, TJ Hawthorne. I want to thank you for tuning in. Man, this show wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for you. So why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and on all your social media platforms, share it with your friends. And until next time, be blessed.